Do you know our lives were greatly changed within a week's time? If we just went home today and just practiced the word? Just practice word. That wouldn't be the, 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 the arguing, debating, quarreling, fussing. That, you, that wouldn't be the ugly talk, the, the evil eyes. We would find people, amen, to bless. If we had nothing to give them, we would at least encourage them. Amen. And do all that within one week time, we would see a tremendous difference in our life in just one week. But here it is, bottom line, the children of God don't practice living the Word. This program is sponsored by the partners and friends of Clifford Craft Ministries. Psalms 115, verses 12 through 18. Father, thank you for this Word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So he said, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. For the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Now listen to this here, verse, verse 17. And I know this don't have anything to do with you at all, but you need to know this. The dead do not praise the Lord. And so I just said on, on Wednesday that I just concluded that when people don't praise the Lord, they're not with us. <laughs> now, say what you want, and you're looking at it in your Bible. The Bible declare that the reason why they are not praising God is that they don't pass on. <laughs> so that helped me out quite a bit as a, as a pastor. I no longer, you know, feel any kind of bad way when people don't praise God. I just understand, amen, that they're they, they gone. They are dead. And I want you to always remember that. Now, if you want to try to do something else with that, call me up, 706-340-8766. Amen? And we can talk about this. And I'm not necessarily talking about any of you guys unless one of y'all are dead in here too. Amen? I'm just saying. There are a lot of people that feel like they don't need to do all of that. And they'll tell you in a heartbeat that all of that ain't necessary. I'm so glad you are listening to me today because it is necessary to praise the Lord. It is very necessary. Amen. All right. So now we understand from this point on, uh, when you don't praise God, just realize. Nobody has to tell you. Just know that you ain't here. You're dead. 
All right, now we got that straight, didn't we? All right, now, now go to Psalms 142. Psalms 142. And you see, Debbie, you and Shaprice, all those years, y'all begged folk to come on and get with you. You understand now? Amen. They were dead. Amen. All right. All right. Psalms 142. Hmm? <laughs> the child of God who withholds his praise to the Lord lives among the dead. A person who does not know the Lord because they have not given their life to the Lord. It is very correct that, that they can't praise God being dead. Their spirit has not been made alive yet. I mean, they can imitate what they see going on. Anybody can do that. Amen. But they can't actually give God praise. All right. Because their spirit is dead. And until that spirit is quickened by the Holy Spirit, being made alive, they are really dead. What I want to say to the children of God is this. When you withhold your praises back from God, it is because you are living among the dead. Mm-hmm. And I made some great discoveries and I was dealing with this here, priest. Amen. It is that, yo, you ready for this? Their soul is in prison. See, they got born again, so now, according to God, they've been made alive in their spirit. It is their soul that is in prison. Amen. And they're not free. And they're not free. They can get free anytime they want to. They can be free. If they can recognize that they have a need to be free, they can get free. They don't have to wait a week, an hour. You don't have to wait. Amen. They can be free instantaneously by the Holy Spirit. Because whenever they get ready, the Holy Spirit will come and quicken them, okay, amen, and cause them to experience freedom that they never experienced. But that is what's wrong. We're at Psalms 142. I think I will, Lord. Start, if you will, from verse 1. We don't have to, but I just will. He said, I cry out to the Lord with my voice, with my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path and the way which I walk. They have secretly set a snare for me. Look on my, my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. 
No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry. For I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. They have become victims. They have fallen victims to the work of demonic forces. Not suggesting them that they are demonized any kind of way. No, they're children of God. But the enemy has oppressed them through things that he should not be able to oppress them. Should not. Because a lack of money, and that's usually what gets most people. They can't pay the bills. They're about to lose something that they, they want to keep. They're having a hard time. They're struggling. If you're married, that's going to be even more problems. Why? Because to be single and broke, only you have the problem. To be married and broke, both of you got problems. And if you got children, the whole household got problems. Amen. So people carry those kind of burdens right there and allow themselves to be defeated by those kind of things. Amen. Which we shouldn't, but people do. A lot of times you're not where you want to be. You don't, you don't like where you're living. You don't like your furniture. You feel like you should be living better than you're living. You don't like the car you drive in because it gives you trouble. It gives you problems. You don't like what's going on a lot of time with your children. These are things that can be brought under control in no time. Yeah. There's no reason for you, and you might not even be sitting here, but for you to allow the, these type of material things or these type of circumstances to get you down. Why? Because we have the answer for all of those things in the Bible. Are you with me? And when the enemy comes in and he began to attack you in those kind of areas right there, amen, he suppresses your spirit. Read verse 7. He suppresses your spirit. He said, this man said, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise your name. So you can literally be locked up in a prison where your joy you just can't seem to bring any joy out. You don't have no happiness. You, you know, you just, you just kind of feel like you're just existing. Nothing seems to be going good. Nothing seems to be going right for you. Amen. It is, according to the word, amen, that you're locked up in a prison. I will, Lord. I go there. Look, if you will, to Isaiah 61 for a minute. Let me show you something. Locked up in a prison. Amen. Now, do, do I believe what I'm reading? Of course I do. I've been in that prison, man. I've been in that prison. Been in there. 
We used to ask God, why do I have to, what is this about? What, what is this? Amen. It is because I was allowing and permitting everyday circumstances, amen, to put me inside that prison. I was allowing it to happen. Watch this, watch this here. Watch this, Isaiah 61. It said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison door to those who are bound, bound. That wasn't written to no, uh, uh, nobody outside of God's covenant. That was written to the people that would be in God's covenant, amen. Under, under the covenant of God, Amen. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captive and to open a prison to those who are bound. Watch this here. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Now, I know we read that to sell us. I, I know we do. And you can say, well, yeah, then pastor, it's there for everybody. Okay, I'll go for that. Amen. But to the child of God who have been oppressed by the spirit of heaviness. See, that spirit could not just come and take you over without your permission. No way. In fact, there's no spirit can come and take you over without your permission. Amen. But we give too much to... uh, Things that, that just don't matter. Yeah. Like, for instance, the Lord said, take no thought for your life. We take too much thought for our life. Yeah. Too much thought. Scripture say, be careful for nothing, but we are careful. Even though God said, don't be careful for nothing. If God tell us not to be careful for anything or to have a care or anxiety for something, that means then, he has the answer to what you need. So he tells you, you don't need to care. You don't need it. Why? Because I, I am your answer. I'm your answer. So you, you don't have to have this care. But what do people do? They take it. Cares are there all day everywhere. But God said, don't take none. Don't take them. Don't take those cares. When a care presents itself, amen, don't. Take it. Someone said, how are you going to keep from doing it, old pastor? Let me tell you what you do. Owing somebody something is a real thing. That's nothing you can pretend that don't exist if you owe them. You can't pay them if you ain't got it. Can you? No. Amen. But look, right this here, you don't let that depress you. Why? Because you want to pay them. The Bible says, oh, no man, nothing except to love him. So you want to pay him. You go to that person, according to Matthew and Mark and Luke, and you negotiate with the person. Amen. I know that I owe you such and such amount of money, but at this present time, I don't have it. Now, they're going to do what they do. Okay? Ah, ah, You know, you stay calm. You ain't worried about nobody whooping you, right? <laughs> all right, all right, so 
you know, and they're going to do all that. And then I, I say, listen, I told you, I'm going to pay you. Amen. I need a little time with this, and I'm going to pay you. Let them say whatever they want to say. You turn, walk out in peace. If I have presented that thing to God, according to what he said, he said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Why am I giving him thanks? Because he's going to take care of it. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God. See that? That's a past all understanding where God over your heart and mind, which be by Christ Jesus. Now, I have no care. You see, I got rid of it. I have no care. You see that? Now, I leave in peace. I don't care. They can ramp and rave and say what they want to say. But I'm leaving in peace. I'm not going to lose no sleep. None. I found the cure, though. I found the cure. Believe it or not, if you're a saint that pray, you listen to me. And the best way to pray until you have learned how to pray properly is to pray in the spirit. That's automatically accepted to God. Automatically. And the Bible says, as you pray in tongues, in the spirit, the Bible says, God hears you. Are you with me? Amen. So until you learn how to pray, because there's more of a mature way to pray, but until you learn how to do that, just pray in tongues. It is accepted by God. Are you with me? Are you listening? All right. All right. Praise God. So that you don't try or allow yourself then to take on unnecessary weight that you don't need. Because it's obvious, I said it a few minutes ago, I'm going to say it again. If you ain't got it, you just ain't got it. <laughs> Pastor, it just ain't that easy. It's just that easy. Amen. I, if I don't have it, how can I give it to you? Right. I don't have it, so I can't give it to you. But shouldn't that bother you? Look, it would if I didn't know what God has said. <laughs> But because I know what God said, no, now it ain't going to bother me. He told me what to do with it. He told me what to do with it. Then, then, he, te- then he promised me this here. That he's going to supply my every need. Now, why should I worry? Why should I worry? I don't have no worries. Watch this shit. This is what people do. They take the worry. Why? Because it seems normal to do that. To too many people, it seems even intelligent to do it. And it's not intelligent at all. Pastor, you mean to act like you don't care? You might listen, if God say don't care, which which one you feel better doing? All right. If God said don't care, that's right down my alley. That right down my alley. I don't want to no way. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to. So, 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 so I'm not. <laughs> look, look, and not to worry 
shows that I believe what God has said. So don't worry. No gray hairs for me. No gray hairs, please. Amen. The few that I got, I hate them. No gray hairs. I don't want them. No, no, no old rinky-dinky looking face. I don't want, I don't want none of that. No, Lord God, no. Mm-mm. I sleep like a baby. I do. Because I realize that if there's something that I could do to change a situation or fix a thing, I would just go and do it. Get on out the way. But if there's nothing I can do about it, I, I look. Look, I crawl up in my bed. I pull the cover up over me. Amen. I'm gone. It's as simple as that. Then when I get the money, I can't wait to call the people and say, listen, I got your money. I got your money. (laughs) I got your money. I'm glad to be able to pay you. And keep yourself out of prison. Keep yourself out of that prison cell. Keep yourself out of there. Don't you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength? My God, you won't have no strength, then, if you have no joy. And what is he talking about? My physical strength? No. He's talking about spiritual strength. You won't have it. Without your joy. You just won't have it. You won't have it. This thing is just fixed by God. You, you, you can't fake it. You have to live it the way that it is. It is spiritual, so then you have to live it like that. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Pastor, where do I get my joy from? The Bible. The Bible. And talking to the Lord. Amen. Fellowshipping with him. And listen, people, don't let nobody think it's strange for you to raise your hand because of people who ask questions, what you raise your hand for? What you raise your hand for? They don't ask the police that. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> they ask the pastor that, but they don't ask the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen. It is an expression. It, it, it is an expression of worship. It is a surrender to God. Amen. An acknowledgement of God, by the way. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Look, if you will, at Psalms 33. We, we, we dealt with that one there on, uh, on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Now watch this here. Verse 1 in Psalms 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright. What do your Bible say? It's beautiful. Good God Almighty, when the righteous praise God, God says, absolutely beautiful to him. Amen. One scripture says, comely. It's becoming that they do it. Amen. That's why they're not known any other kind of way. You see? 
The Bible says it's becoming of them. That, that's, that's one way of recognizing who they are. Amen. Because that's what they do. Praise is what they do. They pray. I mean, and it ain't nothing you can do. I mean, because that right there is generated from their spirit. Amen. They get in a place, amen, where people are praising, worshiping God. Amen. Sooner or later, they're going to crank it up too. Amen. Amen. Because it is now a part of their nature. Hallelujah. It's in their nature to praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. A saint can be so spontaneous with praise, amen. They could literally be on their job and somebody could be talking about something and they get to talk about, yes, honey, let me, let me tell you, and God did this and God. And before you know, they have gotten caught up. They don't even know where they're at. The boss said, what y'all doing? Oh, we, oh, we ain't doing nothing. <laughs> they got church up in there just that quick. Because wherever they are, they can do that. They can bring on the presence of God. Do you know that? Wherever they are, they can do it. They can bring the presence of God right there where they are. Don't get me wrong. I know they're on the insiders. But there's something about his Chicago glory. There's something about his presence, amen, can be manifested at different levels. You hear me? Amen. Some churches you go in, amen, you may have this level of manifestation of it, amen, but it can really get big. It depends on the people how willing they are to surrender themselves to the sundar. When, when, when you have a, a, even a small group like we are, amen, when you have people that love God and they know what God brought them from and they know what God has brought them through and they've seen them do it over and over again, it don't take much to get them to go there because they're going to go there because they know what God has done. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. You get to the place where, you know, you can't even remember everything that God has done. Because there's one thing after the, the other. Praise actually afford us to go from faith to faith. And from one level of glory to another level of glory. If when you go into church, it always peak at a certain level and it never get past that peak, it is because the people are not participating and allow it to go past that place. Amen. Don't you know that God is a God that is always going up and up? I'm talking about through people. Amen. Up and up, and up. And you always wonder, God, where do you reach the ceiling with you? You don't. You won't, we won't reach that ceiling until we go home. Amen. Glory be to God. But it's one level, and then the next level, and then the next level. And, then, and just at the time you feel like, boy, did we have good God Almighty? What happened up in there today? Amen. There's a level that's higher than that level. You see, it depends on the people. When people are lethargic, you know, when they laid back, you know what I mean? When they just can't sing, the, you know, I mean, if they dead, amen. You never get to that level. You never get there. Why? Because dead people can't go there. I'm talking to you. Y'all got quiet just now. See, now you think I'm talking about you, don't you? No, 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 no. you're not dead. 
Amen. You're not there. Amen. But what you have done, some of you, you have allowed your soul, amen, to hang around the dead. I, I got that out of the Bible. Amen. In other words, amen, you've been sleeping in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Not exposing yourself to uh, enough life, the God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life. Amen. You're not exposing yourself to that life. Amen. And that's why when you get around it, it seems so unusual. I don't know whether any of you guys ever tipped off and gone to a church where the people there are showing up, worship and praise God. I don't know where you have gone there or not. And you kind of feel kind of like almost out of place because you're like, ooh, these people here, ooh, Lord. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like being on a choir. You know, when the choir get to moving like that right there, you got to rock with them. You know what I mean? You know, it kind of like that right there. And you go, ooh, Lord, Jesus. And you start seeing things about yourself that you didn't even know that was in you. And you start feeling the freedom to do things that you didn't do in your own church. Why? Because you're among the living. You're among those who are alive in God. And they don't mind expressing it. They, they, they are like that woman, amen, that they couldn't uh, make her leave Jesus alone. When she was all behind his feet, hollering and crying and worshiping, you know, and them folks saying, somebody make her stop it. Jesus was enjoying it. He was enjoying it. Amen. Make her, make her stop. Stop. Jesus read the mind of Simon and said, Simon, when I came into your house, you didn't wash my feet. That would have been something hospitable in those times. It was polite to do that. A, a person traveling with sandals on, a bare feet, they would wash their feet. And they would put oil on their face after washing their face. You see. If there was sweat on their face, they would wipe the sweat away, whatever. Amen. A part of just being hospitable. This woman, a man, had been crying at the feet of Jesus for a time, and Simon couldn't help but to notice that Jesus had made her stop. Simon then said, with his religious self, he said, he must not be a prophet. Couldn't be who he say he is, got this hollered at his feet like that. And Jesus says, Simon, Simon, I've been in your house for a minute now. You never did wash my face. That was the custom. You didn't put oil on my forehead. You didn't give me my kiss. They done that. But this woman, since she's been here, she's been cleaning, washing my feet, amen, with her hair and her tears. And he gave the man a parable. Y'all ever read that? He said, if a person was forgiven of a small debt and a person was forgiven 
of a larger debt, he said, which one would have the greatest appreciation? He said, I guess the one with the larger debt. Jesus said, you're right. And she's showing more appreciation and more joy. Amen. Why? Because she's been forgiven of greater debt, of a greater debt. Those churches that I'm talking about where you go and you visit and people just kind of like let it all go, I guarantee you the majority of those people in that church came from some serious, serious places. Hear their testimonies. I don't say all, but I guarantee you the majority of them did. They recognized where God brought them from. Are you listening to me today? They knew that they were nothing. They knew it. And people who's been truly forgiven, amen, don't nobody have to tell them. They can tell their story better than anybody can tell. They know what they used to do. You hear me? Amen. And there's a greater appreciation in those people because God some kind of way got their attention and saved them in spite of them. He saved them. Man, when you've done everything except died, and like myself, died too, and God still saved you, I don't have a reserve. I don't reserve nothing for nobody. I just let it all come out. And I admit that I love being around people who can appreciate God. I do. And I've started to compromise just a little bit because I realize that everybody ain't going to express themselves the same way. I know that. Amen. But as I was reading the Bible and studying this subject of praise, oh God, I saw that God's people of the Old Testament, people didn't have what you have. Man, they praise God. They gave it up, boy. And dancing was just a part of their, their culture. Just what they did. They danced, they praised, they worshiped. They didn't have all the fancy music that we have, all the fancy instruments that we have. They didn't have that. But what they had, boy, they let it go. They gave it up. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Praises belongs to a, a chosen group of people. It belongs to those who are upright. And they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that word commonly means suitable. Praise is suitable for these people. It's beautiful. And only the righteous know what Christ has done for them. Only the righteous know. They have to have it because... It is like all to them. Praise is like all to the saint. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And it becomes their fuel. Uh-huh. To make fire. And they can do it too. These same people who get into the presence of God and they worship and they praise God with everything that they have become great warriors in praise. And all through the Bible, it's seen that that's what they've done. They praise, they worship, they went into battle. Their enemy had no chance against them. Why? Because God fought with them. Amen. So it became necessary that they would praise and worship. And you know the story everywhere from 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and concerning the book of Judges with Gideon. Amen. Where these people would praise before they would go into battle or before they would go into war. Amen. That's why David said some of the things that he said. He said, you have taught my hands, amen, to war. Hallelujah. He said that you have made me so that I can run through a troop and I can leap over walls, amen. And listen, those just not expressions, he actually done that. And the Bible talk about David, mighty men. Uh-huh. Amen. 33 of them would take on an army alone. 33 men plus David would take on an entire army and take the army down. They were praisers. That's what they were. something very powerful about praising God. See, we've been saying stuff that the musicians have been saying and that the singers have been saying. We've been just imitating them and saying what they're saying, but people, let me tell you something. Amen. They're telling you what's here. That praise, amen, will subdue your enemy, will defeat him, will beat him down to the ground. And I have wanted to say, God, let me see what that looks like. Amen. But when you begin to praise God, amen. It ain't no joke. It ain't just churchology here. It's true that when you praise God, the enemy finds his way to your front door or to your back door. That ain't no joke. Ain't no joke. Amen. He gone. He gone. Now, it might be that he has studied you enough to know that you're just doing it for that moment. And he might not stay gone that long. But when he find out that that's what you are, you appraisal, he don't want to be nowhere near you. All through the Bible is there. He don't want to be nowhere near you at all. Nowhere. Do you let my son down? Let me show you something. Let me show you something right quickly. Right quickly. I want to cover two or three places, but I think I'm going to have time then to go to Psalms 92, and then I'm going to do this real quick. Real quick, or real quickly. Psalm 92. All right, this is one of my favorite psalms here, Psalm 92, verse 1. Say, it is, a, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. 
to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on an instrument of 10 strings on the, the lute, on the harp, with harmonious sound, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I am, I will triumph in the works of your hands. Now, like I said, those are the only instruments that they had available now, but it's about music being played. Verse 5, O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the works of iniquity do flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. So in other words, when they do flourish, amen, it is a purpose to destroy them, to get rid of them. All right, here we go. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish, and all the works of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn, you have exalted like, the, like a wild ox. I have been anointed with what? Fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So you see the advantage of being a child of God. Amen. Watch this here. They don't get old. Amen. Why? Because they have the oil inside of them that keep them alive. It is the life of God that's in them. That's why they don't age. I'm going to say it again. I ain't scared of nobody. I'm going to tell you the truth. Amen. A bona fide child of God, washed in the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, know the word of God, they do not age. They do not. They don't. They don't. We were in church with a lady that was 82 years old. None of us believed it. Why? Because she outdanced everybody in church. Tie the church up. Tie the church up. Amen. 82 years old. We just stared at her. 82. She had pretty gray hair on her head. But, she, but her skin was silky. Oh, my pretty black woman. No wrinkles, nowhere. None. She's telling everybody it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm telling you from my observation, they, they don't. They don't age. They don't. The Bible say, length of days God give to them and long life God gives to them. That's what the Bible say. So, look, 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 look. I love this here. Amen. They shall flourish in the course of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him at all. 
Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Psalms 50 and 23. Come on, y'all. Do this right quick. Psalms 50, 23. Now, I'm sure you how we get, we get free from Satan's aggression. Psalms 50. <clears throat> verse 23. I was going to read all of that, but I'm going to read just one, that one verse. Verse 23. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who ordered his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Now watch what he said now. Watch this say. Amen. He's talking about deliverance. Because the word could either be sozo or soteria. Amen. He's talking about God delivering a saint or a child of God. Whoever prays and worship, God said that that person glorifies me. And he said, and when they do, I will show them my salvation. It's not the prerequisite to being saved because we know that Romans chapter 10 said, thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus is Lord. So Jesus hadn't even been born. Amen. He's talking about deliverance. To the saint that praises God, amen, God say, I will deliver you when you glorify me. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. So you might have something that you're dealing with. You might be going through something at your house. Amen. Like I said, it could be financial. It could be finance. It could be anything. But when you begin to praise and worship God and forget people around you and just go ahead and let God have praise, amen, the Bible says that it glorifies him. T.D. Jakes puts it this way. He said, when you do it, he said, Jesus swells up like a balloon. And then he releases it back on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 54. Psalms 54. Verse 4. Verse 4. Behold, God is my help. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all my troubles. And my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. Let me just tell you something. Let me tell you something. God brings us from one breakthrough to the next breakthrough through praise. Amen. I found out something that I hadn't even been doing myself. 
when I started doing this study right here. It is the praiser who lives almost debt free. It is the praiser who gets all the breakthroughs. Too many of us suffer at the hand of the enemy. Too many of us. And we fall victim to the things that he's doing. And a lot of you, amen, you sing better than your pastor. And you withhold God's praises from him. Because why are you praising God even in your own home? The privacy of your home. Amen. Don't you know? You end up living on a street where there's no crime. Amen. You don't never hear about anything. Everybody there quiet and peaceful. Amen. You can almost sleep with your door unlocked. Mm. Why? Because our praiser is on that street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch this, watch this. And the enemy can't operate yeah. in that community. Just wait to some special day where you feel pretty good, where you walk all through the house singing, and everybody know you're in a good mood. Cause you don't do that. <laughs> oh, what's going on with you today? <laughs> you know, cause, you, Cause you don't do that. No, no, no. Make it a habit. Where they know lifestyle. Where they know that that's you. That's just what you do. Amen. You do it. Just being yourself. You just being yourself. Glory be to God. Amen. Watch this here. If you do it, you're going to say, Pastor told us this. Look, look, look. Favor after favor after favor after favor after favor. Why? Because you're glorifying God. Did you hear me now? Psalm 56, Psalm 56, I just want to read two verses from there. 56, and read two verses. Verse 9, uh, uh, 56, amen. I said two, but three verses there. <clears throat> Verse 9 says, when I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. They'll do what? All right, now here we go. This I know because God is for me. But what does the New Testament teach us? That God is for you, am I right? In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. Well, what can man do to me? Nothing. Nothing. You're a praiser. You're a praiser. Psalms 100. I'm almost finished. Psalms 100. You're a praiser. What can man do to you? Nothing. Nothing. But pastor, what about, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that to me now. Because see, I'm telling you right now, a certain things I, I'm not going to read today, but you probably already read it. In the 16th chapter of Acts, Paul is in stocks and chain. He and Silas both, they're in prison. 
backs cut wide open from being beaten. What do they do? What do they do, man? Do they whine, cry? Where it God? No. Come by and see about me, Lord. No. No. They feel, uh, uh, Paul said to Silas, sing me a song. Good God Almighty. Hey. Amen. And they began to sing, amen, and praise God up in there. Amen. You know the story. Yeah. Did God just sit there and let them praise? No, he won't do that. He ain't going to do that. They praise God in their circumstances, people. Not when we having a good day. Amen. No, no, you don't praise God when you get the stimulus check. <laughs> I know, no, I, I know you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it, but not, but you, but should. <laughs> All right. Psalm 100, did you go there? Yes, sir. All right, I'm going to read five verses. That's all that's there. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Share the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Come on, somebody. Yes. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, and be thankful to him, and bless his name, for the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endure to all generations. Amen. Now, and write this down, because we're not going to go there, but in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, Verses 13 through 15, we're told, amen, to give the fruit of our lips to God. So the fruit of the lips belongs to God. It's praise. It's praise. And I know that even when I, when I talk about this, I'm not talking to all you guys. Some of you guys praise God. Amen. But there are people who kind of do everything uh, intricately. It, they, 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 all of their worship, all of their praise, all their thanksgiving is on the inside. They never verbalize. You got to start talking. You're a child of God. You got to say something. Yeah. Get it out of you. Speak it. Amen. Glory be to God. That belongs to God. Yes. Yeah, praise is his. Yes. And when you don't praise him, all of a sudden, you got a house full of demons and you wonder where they came from. Oh, yes, they will, too. I, I tell you what, you live in a house where y'all don't never pray God. You mean, y'all, you know, y'all don't do the spiritual stuff in y'all house. I'm telling you right now, I won't spend night in there. <laughs> I'm not. I'd be up all night fighting demons. I'd be <laughs> having nightmares and everything up in there. I ain't coming. I just said it. Because that's where they're gathered. Yeah. So, you, you know, you, you know, get you some music if you don't like your own singing. You know what I mean? 
But I'm going to be honest with you. I found something out, and I ain't going to start doing it either. But, but I found something out. I can listen to other people sing in my home and uh, listen to music and enjoy myself. But when I myself praise and worship God, there's a different anointing that shows up. Am I right about it? There's a different anointing that shows up. Amen. And I said, God, you want me to start singing in church? I better not do that. <laughs> I better not do that. <laughs> but, there, but there's a different anointing. Glory be to God. Amen. So I don't, be, I don't play the music and stuff. No, sir. Ain't nobody in there but me. You know what I mean? So I walk through the house and say, man, I give it up, man. I praise. I, I, I have written more songs that I didn't actually write down. You know, the lyrics. Amen. They just come. They just come. You know somebody that? I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and I say, God, do I supposed to write that down? Amen. I mean, I be just, I mean, music, man. You know, and a couple times it got so good, I got my phone, you, you know, where it's recording. Amen. And I just sang it in there. Yeah, just in case they end up in a song or something. <laughs> Glory, Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. It is because God want to hear your voice. You just heard what I said. Didn't you? God want to hear your voice. Yours. Amen. I know uh, Ty Trevlin and all of them sound good. Amen. But God want to hear from you. I used to be around uh, Reverend Lucky. He'd be singing. And I'd say, bro, he said, I'm not singing to you. <laughs> he said, I'm singing to the Lord. I'm not singing to you. He said, God said, make a joyful noise. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Amen. I, God knows I copy. I really do. I copy a lot of things that really I, I got from him. Because I saw how those things affected his life. Amen. I said, I want this too. I want this too. Glory be to God. Amen. So when you're in your home, amen, worship and praise him. Amen. If your spouse says, you need to shut up in that, tell them to shut up. Amen. And keep singing. Glory be to God. They ain't got but two or three times to tell you to shut up anyway. I better go ahead and warn them. I better go ahead and warn you. I know that. And you ain't got to tell them. I already know that. Amen. Yeah, yeah. They ain't got two or three times to do that. Amen. And you know what's going to happen, don't you? You already know. God's going to shut them up. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, so many people don't believe God at all. They don't believe God. But you'll find that the hard way, though. That there are certain things that God will not tolerate. Right. People seem to think that it's okay. I, I warn people, I don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Talking about another saint, I tell people, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just thought I'd let you know, don't do it. All right? Because it'll backfire on you every time. Look at the way y'all look away when I'm talking like that. I'm telling you, number the truth, it'll backfire on you. Yeah! Tobias, I ain't know that. Yeah, yeah, it been happening to you, you just didn't know what was whooping you. Yeah. <laughs> You've you been taking a whooping, you ain't know where it come from, didn't you? No, no, no. You, you, you can't talk about God's people. I used to say years ago, God preaches. Amen. I heard him change that. No, God, you won't even talk about God's people. I'm tell you what he did for me, because I want to talk about you. He gave me a, a, a warning, and I didn't heed his warning, because I didn't think it was his voice. I thought that was just my mind, but it was him. He sure did. He said to me, uh, uh, That'll be enough of that. 
And I thought maybe that's just my mind. And I really wasn't, you know, I never been the kind that talk about people as put people down. I never been like that. But I was just in a conversation where it wasn't none of my business. <laughs> that makes sense? It just wasn't none of my business. And, uh, you know, God just showed me, you know, and I learned my lesson real quick. I ain't like some of y'all. Amen. It take y'all a long time. I ain't take me no long time. Amen. It's just certain things that God will not tolerate. He will not. I'm moving on for this last one, for this last thing that we're doing. But uh, the, 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 the second thing that God won't tolerate, amen, or he's low tolerance with is gossip. Did you know that? Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't know it. Amen. Psalms 149, we're closing now. Psalms 149. God is low tolerance with gospel. You can see it all through the Bible, all through Old Testament and New Testament. Did you know that, though? All right, all right, all right. And this is the way that I try to warn people, amen. You talk about somebody's spouse, guess what? Won't be long, you got a problem with your spouse. You talk about somebody's child, guess what? Here it come, it's going to be your child, amen. You see, and all that we're doing, we, we read the Bible and know what it says, but we forget to practice what it says. What's up, a man? So he read. And so you, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I used to tell people, I said, you better stop it. I said, don't do it. Don't you do it. And it ain't long with my own two eyes. I see it happen to him. No. You have no right to sit in your house and talk about another child of God's child. Right. Amen. You, you don't do that. And she, uh, she needs to do, she needs to raise them. And so I said, oh, Lord, oh, you, oh, you finna mess up that good life God have for you. God have you finna mess it up, amen, by running your mouth because your child is doing the right things. That's a blessing to you. If anything, you might want to bless that saint by praying for their child. You know what I mean? That their child, you don't get into talking about, honey, I got mine straight, but she need to straighten her. Lord, you had them straight. That's all I can tell you. You had them, but now you ain't got them. You're going to lose them now. Do you know that these are principles I have lived to see over these years as a pastor when I warned people back 30 years ago? I said, don't do that because it will work against you. It really will. It really will. Amen. One of the things that was said about me at the, at the birthday party that they had for me, all of my children describe their daddy based upon the daddy that they know that I am. They say he don't change. He say he's like that with all of us. He's consistent. I heard that from at least three of my kids. He's consistent. Now, 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 I almost made me cry because I said to myself, I said, well, I guess so. But here's my point. Amen. My own family, I deal with a, probably a little bit worse than I would some of y'all. I see my family doing some of that stuff right there. I bunker down. I tell them, look here, you, you better let that go. You better, you better let that go. Because <laughs> that right there will get, come and get you. Amen. I'm telling you, amen, those that listen to me, their lives end up a little bit better. Those that had a problem with me, amen, it just didn't come out right. Because, look, let me just tell you something, amen. There's just certain things that we cannot do being children of God. Amen. You just can't do it, amen. We were born for praising, for worship, for thanksgiving, amen, for, for sharing with others the truth of the word of God. You know, doing good things. We, we, we were made for bad stuff. Amen. 
Do y'all kind of get that? Yeah. We weren't made for it. I mean, I know a lot of people in church practice that stuff, but they're not made for that. Amen. When the preacher preaching, they do like this here, wag. They wag. They can't stop wagging. Amen. Why? It ain't going good for them. It ain't. And they know it. And they want help from heaven. They want God to do something. God say, can't you just do what I tell you to do in the Word? That right there would kill half of your problem. Do you know our lives would greatly change within a week's time if we just went home today and just practiced the Word? Just practiced the Word. You, that wouldn't be the the uh, the, the the arguing, Amen. debating, quarreling, fussing. Right. That there wouldn't be the ugly talk, the, the evil eyes. Amen. We would find people, amen, to bless. If we had nothing to give them, we would at least encourage them, amen, amen. and do all that. Within one week time, we would see a tremendous difference in our life in just amen. one week. Amen. But here it is, bottom line: the children of God don't practice living the word. See, a lot of them can tell you what it says, but they don't practice living the word. That, that, that's the difference in your life. That is the difference. Amen. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of getting away from the subject, but, you know, uh, 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 a woman that would have a problem with, with her husband, amen, it's not, a, it never have been a difficult problem. I tell people, I've been telling people for some years the answer, but they ain't going to do it. They don't want to do it that way. They want to do it their way, but then they don't get the answer. God shows you the way to do it, to get it changed. They don't do it. Amen. That booger bear, amen, will become uh, uh, your prince uh, or your king in no time. If you just do it like God tell you to do. The man that got a problem with his wife. No. No, you shouldn't do. God, Jesus said, amen, you are to love her as he loved the church and die, and die. So when a man don't want to die, guess what? He suffer. He suffer. It's, it's, it's true. I don't care if it's get on my toes or your toes, anybody's toes, amen. It, it's the truth. If, 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 a, if a man would make the decision to die, for the sake of his wife, if you need to know the details about dying, I'll share it with you. Amen. But if, but if he would, amen, that woman would become a brand new woman. Oh, yeah. A woman he never even know that was in the house with him. Yes. Yeah. Why? Because these are principles. These are principles. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So a lot of things that we deal with people, we, 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 we just bring the bondage in, you know what I mean? Because we refuse to just live what this say. Yeah. The reason why we're broke, according to God, is that we don't sow. He, he said we don't give. He said, how can I give you back what you have not given? Right. Is it worried or is it worried? So you see, so we have all these different problems. It shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be there. Amen. If I suffer with headaches and migraines and things like that right there, I already know I got the power of my own hand to heal it. And, and uh, 2020 and 2021, amen, I tell you what, I, I'm just a, another man now. I'm not the same man no more. Amen. You see? Because I laid hands on people before and saw a few people healed. You see? But now God has brought me to a place, amen, that I know if I put my hands on you, here. I already know. Amen. You see? Amen. But, but, but it, I had to make that decision about the God, uh, I'm about to pray in tongues here, amen, about God's word. Amen. If I put my hands on you, heal. Amen. I mean, simple as that. Amen. No, watch this here. When you put your hands on yourself, you heal. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 
Gwen, Gwen brought me a nice lunch, a dinner, whatever it was. It was some soup from uh, Oligarch. So uh, it might have been minestrone or something like that. And I love minestrone. Amen. So no meat is in it, okay? So I don't usually have that kind of gut problems anyway, you know? But I ate the soup. It was a small bowl, amen? And that night, my, my belly had, had really swollen. And I'm like, okay, my wife trying to take me out of here? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was going mad with me or something. <laughs> but, but no, no, amen. You know, when you buy it, they actually tape it up. So it was taped up. So I knew she hadn't done it. Unless she took the tape off. <laughs> All right. But anyway, amen. It hurting so badly until I guess God get a laughter out of this. You know what I mean? Because God said, now how is it that you have been laying hands on everybody else? Yeah. You just prayed for yourself such, such time, such, such time. Why don't you just? And I said, I don't know why I do that, God. I don't know why I do that. I got up out of that bed and I went in the bathroom and I grabbed it as if I were holding it in my hand. It's enough here to go hold it in my hand. And, and I was holding it like that right there and I was looking right at it. Amen. No joke. And I say, in the name of Jesus, I command you now. I'm not going to tolerate you by Jesus' stripe. I already know that you're healed. Amen. So get gone right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Boom. So help me, God. A bad back. Okay. Get in the mirror so I can see it. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Speak to this back. Amen. Done. And God reminded me, what's, what's your problem? I like, God, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. I'm just being transparent with you. Carry that pain an hour for what? For what? When it would just ain't easy to get rid of it. So we don't have all these problems that we, for whatever reason, just accept them. We don't have them. We don't have them. We don't. Amen. We only believe that we do. You don't have a situation at home right now that can't be changed in just a few days. In just a few days, if that's what you want to do. You can change it. Go ahead. Tell me about all your bills you got that need to be paid. Go ahead. Because anything that you have can be changed if you choose to do it God's way. Amen. It can be changed. Yes, so that we're a bunch of happy saints, I, I God Almighty, yeah. full of joy. Yeah. And that's the truth. And that's the truth. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. 
Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.